for any entrepreneur who wants to, to go in, I would just say ask. People love to talk about what they do, really. All you have to do is ask and you'll be surprised how much people would love to sit down with you and tell you what they're doing. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Today's episode is all about real estate and innovation. Meet Ziv Shor, the country manager of JLL Israel. Ziv is responsible for JLL's activities in Israel, expanding its business and client base. He develops and manages strong working relationships with clients and executive management teams throughout the world. Ziv is a commercial real estate, prop tech, and tech expert with over 15 years of international experience, having worked in the US, EMEA, and APAC, successfully delivering projects and sales of critical initiatives for global clients through operational excellence and client management. I'm really excited because I don't need to talk about prop tech enough in construction tech and real estate, even though you know this is the world we live in. This is, these are the houses that we're in, the four walls around us. We're walking down the street, whether it's in China, Thailand, United States, Israel or Europe, the world is changing rapidly, suburbs to cities to suburbs. You know we have drones flying around us changing the way we're going to be interacting with, with both construction but also our daily lives. And, and I'm confused because I have no idea really where we're at. And you know as an investor and in the startup ecosystem, I feel like I need to understand this better and, and so I'm really thankful that you're here. Thank you. Sure, my pleasure. And you know, it's interesting you, you're raising this issue. You know, when, when I start my lectures to my students, I always give the example of the Empire State Building. And, and, and I start asking them, do you know how long it took to build the Empire State Building? And, and the question is, and the answer is slightly over two years, around the 1930s or something like that. And then I ask them, well, how long would you think it will take to build today the Empire State Building? And it's not going to take less. It's clear to us all. You know, we can argue if it's going to take three years, four years, permitting, you know, changes in some of the standards. But basically, we all understand we haven't moved a lot since the 1930s. And then I tell them, okay, look at other areas. Take computing, take health, you know, take aviation, take almost any other area in the world and think where that has progressed you know, in the last century or so. And, and when you start thinking about it, the largest industry in the world is real estate. And it hasn't moved anywhere. And, and, and this, this is how, how usually I start most of my uh, conversation with people when we start talking about prop tech. It's about we're, we're dealing with probably the largest, the most, uh, I would say, the richest or the one that has the most funds flowing into it, the most polluting uh, uh, industry in the world, uh, about, I think, 30% of the world energy and about 40% of, of uh, uh, carbon emission in the world go through real estate. And yet, nothing has changed in centuries in the way we build our homes, in the way we deliver projects. Uh, uh, it, it's all there. So, 
So I, I think this is this is a great starting point to start even talking about prop tech, about innovation, about to, you know what what's going on in the world of real estate today in this manner. So I have a simple but the, probably the most complicated question: Why? You know, this is something that we experience every single day. Why are we still in the same capacity we were at in the 1930s? So, so, so you know, for a simple question, it's a complicated answer because of many reasons. I think, first of all, because there's too much money in it as is, so there's no need for change. People didn't really feel like, you, you know, the first step in, in, in doing a change is when people feel like a change must happen. And, and people today are still happy to live or were happy to live with the same home they were living or, a, you know, going to the same office that their parents went to 20 or 30 years ago. And, and now things have changed, you know, but up until now, I think, I think you know, this, this was part of the reasons why, why things didn't change. It's also a conservative industry. Uh, it's also very fragmented industry, uh, so it's it's very hard to be in a position where you know you see in under, under industries that you know things like winner takes all or things like that. Right. It, it doesn't really. It's it's very hard to do it in, in an industry like real estate. Mm -hmm. Right, and so. If we're looking at, you know, I'm coming from a software side and then, you know, I'm, I'm used to Ohm's law and, you know, the exponential uh, rapid change and, and being able to deploy fast. And if we're looking now at the way technology intersects with real estate, where are we at today in 2022? Are things, are, are things shifting? Is the needle moving? Is the tech ecosystem making its way into real estate in a really meaningful way? I think realistically, we're on the verge of it's happening. I don't think it happened yet. I think everyone knows disruptive technology is coming to, to real estate, but no one knows where or how or, or when. And, and this, is what, this is what makes it so exciting because everyone now are like, are searching for, for the next big, big thing. You know, it's, it's like, no, but no one knows what it's going to be. So, uh, so it's, I think, slightly immature uh, environment. It's not like, you know, when you speak with cybersecurity guys or, or fintech, there's so many companies or ideas that already made it. But on, on prop tech, not a lot. When you think about it, not a lot of companies really, you know, were able to make a, a, an impact. So, so Ziv, but, but here I'm, 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 as a young entrepreneur, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, okay, there are so many different things that I can optimize from the way that the bricks are being transferred to the building, to the, the 3D mapping of the building while it's being constructed, to the way to different financial services and investment strategies. Why is it so hard for me as an entrepreneur to break into the prop tech market? So... Okay, a lot of reasons, okay? I'll, I'll start with that a lot of the things require hardware to a certain degree, not like a software engineer. So, and, and as soon as you start delivering, building things, or, or, or you're, you're starting to depend on supply chain, a, the growth rates for this type of companies are very different 
And you know, if you get something wrong on a software, you got a bug. And you, you can, you can, if you're really good, you can someone even to get someone to pay you for the bug that you've made in your software. And when you design something wrong in a building and, and a beam falls on someone's head, it's a completely different story. So, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's more difficult, I would say, to, to scale up. It's more difficult to show, you know, the, a, the return rates or, 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 you know, growth and things like that, which, which still, I think, today to the investors, it's, it's becoming, it's not something they, they fully grasp and understand how they can make money out of it. Okay. I think that makes sense. Yet, you still teach real estate entrepreneurship. So what, what, is, what is real estate entrepreneurship in essence? So in, in asset is, a, you know, I also work in JLL and, and, you know, our slogan is shaping the world of real estate for a better world. And, and, and I, think, I think that summarizes it. Also, when we talk about PropTech, as I said, it's, it's about, you know, uh, environmental becoming a big issue now and, and, and how the world is changing. It's about uh, dealing with uh, the, how, how the, the workplace is going to look like. It's, it's, we're talking about how cities are changing, uh, how, how the regulation is, is going to change the world uh, in these manners, we're talking about uh, ESG, environmental social governance, and how that's going to come into play. Um, so, so I think all of it together, when we talk about real estate entrepreneurship, we're talking about how can you come with, with the right ideas, things that will make an impact, um, both on the technological side, but I will also say, you know, on, on other aspects. Uh, like like I just mentioned, it's it's not just about coming build something that's going to give us tons of money and and let's you know we'll all be happy with that. It's not enough these days. So what, where do the motivations lie today? If we're looking at most real estate projects and most real estate you know uh, entrepreneurial activities around the world, where where is what what is the deep root of the motivation? Is it many, mainly financial assets? Is that really the main motivator for real estate today? So, no, actually, the the, the motivator for for uh, real estate today is is the occupiers. People are looking at, on on people. If if you take any company today, it it spends most of of its money on on salaries. Basically, and 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 so so it's always an issue of productivity. If, if you can provide people the, the the most productive environment, the most supportive environment, uh, if people can you know do the right brainstorming or or, or that that's 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 the focus. And when when that's your starting point, and you start going backwards and saying, how can I do it? How can I design a space that does it? How can I? Give people the right environment. How can I find the right amenities to to um, that will provide these services? And then, how can I construct a building that that will have these capacities? How can I I make I'll make people want to go to that place? That's 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 what people are looking for. So, I think the end is is the people, and then start going backwards towards the construction, towards the prop tech. That's that's the way to look at it. 
I, I, I get it. And then, and let's walk me through this understand this, you know, a feeling and, and understanding of yours that we're on this verge. So what I'm hearing from you is that we're at this inflection point where we under, where we've built substantial technology and expertise in a variety of fields and we're about to find this integration with PropTech. What is this going to, what's going to happen? So if we're looking at the world or the way real estate is, is constructed and, and sold in, in, let's say, five years, how are things going to change because of this verge that we're on? Wow. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's very difficult to prophesize how it's going to look. Uh, but we are seeing things, you know. There are concepts like digital twins that are coming into play. Uh, the metaverse is, of course, now a big thing all over the world. And, and so metaverse and, and, uh, and real estate go hand in hand because the, the fact that you can start creating this kind of, of a rea- I would say, even augmented reality uh, indoor navigation, for example, is, is a huge thing that people are trying to find a solution for. Um, right. I, I saw companies that, that now have technologies you go in and, and you're looking, I don't know, to buy an Nike shoe, then uh, you can go in and you'll just, it will, you'll see a token on, on ahead of you and you'll just walk through the store that has it and it's automatically connected to the inventory that they have in the shop and, and things like that. So I, th- I think that's going to be a big change. I think that the materials that we construct building from uh, are going to be completely different. I think the way we construct, a, a lot of work is being done on a, how can we expedite construction activities, a precast, for example, or, or things like that. Is, is People have been trying to do it for a very long time. But it seems like, you know, moving into more modelization and things like that may be something that will be mature enough these days. So if we're looking at, at consumer behavior, because you're, you're mentioning the metaverse and, and it's a fascinating subject. And you know, I've been fascinated going through sandbox and experiencing some of those real estate properties and, and trying to envision, you know, how these properties may one day be worth similar amounts to to real real estate, but obviously constructed very differently. This shift in consumer behavior, is this shaping the way that people are already thinking through buildings, whether it be through communal living or, or different things that, that society may be requesting? Is this something that's you know really deep already in, in real estate? It's not deep in real estate, but it's getting there. The... the okay. uh, ideas like what we call today 15-minute city, things like that, uh, uh, where, where you start... I don't look- know that idea. What is that idea? So, so the concept is basically that everything that you need within the city will be in a 15 minutes walk from, from where you live. Wow. So you'll be able to, uh, to work, shop, and uh, spend you know, your leisure time all together in just this very narrow area and and even you know things like putting in the right gardens uh, where you live and, and things like that so so these are concepts which are now becoming more and more into a i would say acceptable or or people are looking for that people are looking for the community there are a, there are several startups to do it but even without startups you you see neighborhoods that have a neighborhood whatsapp and they start doing things together, and and you know, so so you even see that it's it's becoming more and more, 
I would say, uh, acceptable or, or these days that people look for it. While a few years back, people were more, you know, I'm, I'm going to be behind my walls and, and my house and, and I don't want to know what's going on out there. I think this is, this is definitely going to change. Incredible. And so, Ziv, you know, real estate, I know how I got into software and I, and I, I, I can imagine how one may get into something like real estate, but, but not just from, you know, from, from specific projects, but really high-level thinking. Today is the country manager for JLL, I believe the largest company in the world that has something to do with real estate in general, with, with over 96,000 employees and you're, you're managing it from Israel. How, does, how did you get into real estate? What was it about real estate that, that fascinated you enough that you know, today you're both with JLL, but you're also lecturing about it yeah. at Lifeline University? Funny enough, it was by chance. My background is actually from, from the infrastructure side. I worked on a, mainly on, on desalination and water projects, worked all over the place, all over the world, whether it's in Australia, in China, Spain, the States. A, and then when JLL, basically, we decided to, to start building the operations in Israel and, and they reached out to me, I thought it's an amazing opportunity because of an organization this size. And, and you know, we always treat ourselves here as a, as a startup within a large corporate because we are, we are building here a team. You know, we grew, a, I think, the last two, two and a half years from about 50 people to over 200 people and and. It, we were working, you know, both with corporate clients, but also with local clients. And you work with high tech and we are working with a lot of startups doing POCs, pilots and stuff like that, just to see where and how can we put more technology to our clients and, and to ourselves, by the way. We also like to invest in, in the right uh, uh, technologies uh, that, that we think are going to make an impact. One of the things that I've been thinking about is, you know, looking at me as an example, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to want to build a company. And at one point, I'm thinking, there, it seems like there's such a big barrier for me as an engineer, as a software engineer, and, you know, part of the startup ecosystem to understand even what are the different opportunities I have with something as complicated as old-fashioned and traditional as real estate. So, so what, what are some things that, that I or my friends can do to get acquainted better with this industry and understand how we can leverage, you know, this, the new technologies we have with us to change the way real estate is being conducted. So a friend of mine keeps saying that people who really made the change in the in in the real estate industry never came from within the real estate industry. And, and for any entrepreneur who wants to to go in, I would just say ask. People love to talk about what they do, really. All you have to do is ask and you'll be surprised how much people would love to sit down with you and tell you what they're doing. So anyone who wants to go into, into real estate or has this amazing idea, and I see tons, by the way, of software engineers coming in <laughs> into this and have these amazing ideas and, and a fresh look on stuff. And it's, it's really important. All, all they have to do is, is just come in and say, this is, you know, we want to do it. And, and, and I think they'll find a lot of people willing to help them there. Ziv, thank you very, very much. Um, it was fascinating for me to hear, uh, you know, with, with your expertise and your, your, your deep understanding. And one of the things that I'm leaving here 
is understanding the complexity and understanding that it's a, that it's a long process, but but they're leading with excitement that uh, you know that we're, we have some some exciting things up ahead and uh, and uh, I think that you know I've been waiting to understand and trying to wrap my head around why why aren't we seeing the same pace the same growth as I'm staying in the soft world and real estate and I'm, and I'm you know 20 minutes is not nearly enough to begin understanding this but 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 at least. The curiosity is there, so I, I, I'm going to be picking your brain quite a yeah. bit more, so thank you for that. Sure, my pleasure. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you another thing to think about. Please. Uh, today, people use brokers. Think about how 10, 15 years ago, people used travel uh, agencies. Right. And think how reasonable that is really seem to you that people use brokers today to go and buy a house. And how it's going to look in 10 or 15 years from now. 100%. 100%. Zim, thank you very, very You're much. You're welcome. My pleasure. And uh, stay safe and healthy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.